Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper. Our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. And every week we tell the stories of Harvest Baptist Church, often featuring interviews with special guests. Our mission is to help people develop a heart for God. If you join us this Sunday morning for our worship service at 10.30 a.m., we'll be focused on Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39. Today, let's start by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Good afternoon, Chris. It's good to be here with you again. Yeah, we're looking forward to spending some time in one of the uh, most, uh, I think, revered texts in all of the scriptures as sort of a text that describes God in in very large and clear ways. Romans chapter 8, the last 10 verses or so of the chapter, a lot of Christians are familiar with Romans 8.28 that says, uh, and, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And so we'll spend some time just uh, talking again about what that means, but really attaching it to the next verse, which is really important, in verse 29, it talks about the, the end goal is that we would be conformed to the image of his Son. And so we can't really understand Romans 8, 28 without understanding what it means to be conformed to the image of his Son. So we're going to spend some time just working through the text as we do each Sunday and uh, seeking to know what God has for us and I think some real practical and helpful uh, information for us from God's Word. The title is God's Plan for Your Life, and uh, so we're praying and hoping that this will be helpful for people as they uh, worship together with us this Sunday. And we're really glad uh, to have uh, Jack and Jennifer Mitchell uh, with us here at Harvest Campus for a couple of days. They're actually on their way uh, to some ministry here in the area, and we'll talk about that. Um, Welcome, uh, Dr. Jack and Jennifer, to uh, our studio here today. Well, thank you very much, uh, Pastor. It's really good for us to be here. We're always thankful for our time on Guam and particularly here at Harvest Ministries. It's always a blessing to us. You, this is not your first time on Guam. You've sort of set up a little mini base here for some of uh, your trips. Is that right? It is. Uh, it is. I think uh, my wife reminded me uh, earlier that uh, 2001, I think, was our first uh, time out here to Guam. And as we were having ministry in the Micronesian Islands, uh, particularly that time it was on the island of Chuuk. And so... Uh, the folks here have been gracious uh, to host us uh, as we come through, both providing uh, uh, a room for us to stay in many times and also allow us to store some of our equipment here, which makes it easier for us as we come to this part of the world. So uh, it's always been a blessing. We, we enjoy our times here very much. Well, I know the church family and the ministry has enjoyed having you here and hearing about the things that God is doing through your ministry, and that's what we want to talk about today, introduce those that are listening today to the things that God's burdened you for and the opportunities that you've had. But let's start off and ask you a little bit about your background. Um, I I know that you're a dentist, we're going to talk about that, but how how did God use that to bring you to the place of the ministry that he has you in now? Well, I I would like to say it was my idea to to be doing this, uh, but... uh Thankful for God's leading uh, in our lives, my wife and I. Uh, I, I uh, grew up always wanting to be a dentist. Uh, I'm not quite sure 
why that started, but uh, the further along I got in my desire to be a dentist, I knew that one of the re main reasons why I wanted to be a dentist was so I could make a lot of money. Mm. That, that was my goal. I didn't know the Lord as my Savior at that time, so I was pretty much entrenched, entrenched in worldly thinking and uh, thankful for uh, the time in my life where God led me to go to school in Ohio. Uh, being raised in Massachusetts, I'd really never been anywhere. Uh, but I went out to Ohio to go to college, and uh, that's where I met uh, Jennifer here, my wife. And, um, you know, God has really used her in my life and, and uh, thankful for uh, just the opportunities that he's uh, given to us to serve him together. Uh, it was not always that way, but uh, just thankful for how God has worked in our lives. I'd like to hear some more about that story here in just a minute. Um, Jennifer, could you tell us a little bit about your family? I think you told me you have two children, mm -hmm. and uh, and where are they living now? And um, yes, we have um, two children, a, a son and a daughter, and they both live in New Hampshire, um, both about 40 minutes away from us, and we're thankful for them and how God has worked in both of their lives. They both have had a desire to serve God with their lives, and they, they both have been doing that for some time, and um, they've been a blessing to us. Can you continue to tell us a little bit about uh, your story and how God brought both of you um, to himself and, and how that led you to what you're doing now? Well, I was, uh, being from Massachusetts, uh, I uh, was uh, raised Roman Catholic. I say being from Massachusetts, a lot of people in Massachusetts uh, are, are Roman Catholic, and um, and so I was raised uh, Roman Catholic. My my parents were very much involved with the Catholic Church, and I went to Catholic schools, high school, uh, well, elementary school, high school, and uh, I was headed to a Catholic college, um, and then uh, God just kind of changed the direction of my life and led me out to Ohio, um, but. Uh, uh, always uh, thought that the Catholic Church was the, the true church, actually the true way to, to get to heaven. And uh, I, when I went out to Ohio, I met my wife, and uh, actually she was, uh, she was not Roman Catholic, which would kind of surprise me because, again, being from Massachusetts, everybody's Catholic, mm -hmm. so you don't run into a lot of people that weren't Catholic. And uh, so that was kind of interesting uh, in the beginning, and and my goal was to was to uh, introduce her to the Catholic Church and uh, and go in that direction. So uh, it was interesting how God uh, God had a different plan for our lives. I'll, I, maybe I'll let uh, Jennifer explain a little bit about what happened in the beginning. Sure, that's great. Well, um, we met, and I had been raised Presbyterian, and. Um, my dad was a deacon. We went to church every week, and uh, none of us in my family knew the Lord, but we thought we did, and uh, we were very faithful in going to church. And um, I went to a college in Ohio, and that's where I met Jack. And very soon after we met, we decided that we would be married one day. And so we loved being together, and decided that we would we would be married, but not until after he had finished dental school. So um, we had a, a four-year courtship, and then we were married after 
uh, my sister had actually come to me and said, I've got to talk to you about Jesus Christ. And she had been writing to me at college and sharing all about the Bible, and I didn't really understand what she was talking about, but I loved her, and I didn't want to hurt her. So I would write back and say, thank you for sharing that with me, and then back would come another letter explaining more. And um, right before Jack and I were married, she sat me down and she said, we've got to talk about Jesus Christ. And so she opened the Bible, she shared the gospel with me, and for every question I had, she had a verse. Mm. And she she would open the Bible and she would have me read it. And it was so clear to me that this was the truth. I had never heard this before. I was about 21 years old at that point. And um, I just was thrilled to hear that there was a Savior that loved me and had forgiven me of my sin. And he wanted to have uh, me in heaven with him one day. And that that was my desire. So... um, I shared that same message with Jack, and him being raised Catholic, he, um, he said, well, I believe that. It sounded very similar to what he had grown up believing about uh, Jesus Christ and going to heaven. And uh, so that, that was a happy day for me. I thought we were on the same page about everything. We went ahead and got married. And... It wasn't too long after that that I realized that he did not have the same interest that I did in reading the Bible, wanting to go to church, wanting to talk about God, just did not seem to have those same desires. And I began to wonder, is he truly a Christian? And um, so after about a year's time, I had to conclude that he probably was not a Christian. Jack, what were you thinking along this time in this journey? You know, you're a young couple kind of headed towards your life together and and things are sort of changing spiritually. What did that look like to you? Um, yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, very interesting time uh, in our lives. You know, being newlyweds, you want everything to be, to be uh, great and everything was. And, you know, my wife, uh, just before we got married, when she shared um, the gospel uh, with me, it, it sounded, you know, familiar to me in terms of my thinking along the Roman Catholic line. And so uh, I believed in Jesus Christ. I believed he died on the cross uh, to pay for the sins of the world. I didn't really take it in a personal sense, obviously, as she did. And uh, I, I believed he rose from the dead and, and so on. So I believed the Bible was, was true, although as many Catholics, I had never read the Bible. Um, but uh, I didn't really understand the concept of being born again and kind of had a, 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 an aversion to that term. And uh, even though I didn't really understand it, I'm not quite sure why I had the aversion to it. But anyway, I didn't realize, honestly, that my wife was uh, born again when we got married. Um, I believed that she was explaining to me uh, that she had just uh, realized some of the things that I knew from the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, as she said, we ended up getting married. And, you know, we both uh, 
kind of went through a period of time there where we didn't quite know for sure what each one of us believed. And uh, pretty soon it became clear as, uh, you know, as my wife was very interested in reading her Bible and I had no interest in that. And uh, so it, it started to become a challenge, particularly when our children were born. As many know that in the Roman Catholic Church, they teach that uh, children ought to be baptized as infants. And uh, of course, my wife didn't believe that from the Bible. And uh, I grew up that way with that thinking and all my family was uh, you know, waiting for our, our daughter, the firstborn, to be baptized. And so that's kind of when we started to have a first issue as terms of you know, the differences in our beliefs. And uh, so it didn't get much better after that though for a while. Uh, but uh, we're thankful for God's faithfulness along the way. So over the next couple of years, um, it just continued to be sort of a conflict for you or some tension in your marriage? Um, it, it was, yeah. Actually, for almost 14 years. Mm. Um, I was uh, now a dentist and pretty much concentrating on, on my business. And uh, my wife... Uh, Obviously, she was taking care of the children as they were as they were growing. We had a son now, and uh, she was teaching them from the Bible. And pretty soon, uh, our children also were were born again, and uh, uh, through my wife's faithful ministry to them. And so, uh, there came a point in time that uh, the the three of them were all of like faith, um, and that kind of put me as the outsider mm. in that. And um, I, I kind of resented that. And uh, obviously, that's not a good place to be in a marriage. Um, and so uh, there was a lot of tension uh, as time went on. We were talking earlier, and you mentioned you know, a few uh, tensions that sort of came up in your business um, over time. And we, and we probably don't have time to talk about all of that. But God used some of those things uh, in your life, ultimately, after this 14-year period of time, to draw you to himself. Can you kind of give us the end of that story? Sure. Well, I was, uh, <clears throat> I was in business for, for about 12 years and uh, doing very well and uh, very successful. And, and, uh, and I was uh, joining in partnership with another dentist. And again, my goal was to make more money. That was my, my uh, direction. And so we, we bought a building with other professional men and we were spending a lot of money on that project. And at the same time, I had a woman who was out of work for a year with a back problem. And uh, she decided after this year that her back problem was, was my fault. And she had an elaborate story for that, which was not true. But uh, she was, ended up suing me for $9 million. And, um, and so that, that uh, was <laughs> quite a burden for me. Um, to be spending a lot of money and then to be being sued for this amount of money. And uh, even though I knew it wasn't true, you have to go through the court proceedings and lawyers and all of that. So it was making me a little bit uneasy, probably more than a little bit. But, um, and then I real, started to realize that, that because things were, were so difficult at home, particularly for my wife, uh, because of my actions, and reactions to things that, uh, you know, there was a possibility that I might lose my family. And, uh, and, and if I did, it, it would be my fault. And uh, not that my wife ever said anything about leaving or anything like that. 
but I just started to imagine that. So God brought all of these kind of pressures, I'll say, into my life at the same time, and uh, I, I just couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Hmm. But I had been watching my wife, you know, we'll say from a distance, as it were, how she handled the pressures that she was under. And uh, she seemed to have a better ability to handle them. And I, I knew it was because of her faith. Hmm. But I didn't know her faith as she did. And uh, so God led me to that time uh, in my life where I didn't, you know, I, I guess as a professional man, you think you know all the answers. And I realized at that time I didn't know all the answers. And maybe my wife knew something that I needed to know. So I asked her one day to share in the Bible some things about what she believed. And uh, I remember reading uh, one verse, well, I read more than one, but one stand stood out, and that was John 3, 3, where Jesus says, except to me and be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And so I was kind of surprised to see that born again in the Bible. <laughs> and, uh, and so we talked more about that that day, and uh, my wife shared the gospel, the fact that, yes, Jesus did die on the cross for the sins of the world, but he died on the cross for my sins, and that I was a sinner, unable to pay for my own sins, and that when Jesus died, uh, he died for the purpose of paying the price of my sin. And, uh, and so I accepted that uh, that day, accepted the, the gospel, and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, March 27, 1987. Yeah. And uh, how would you describe what be God began doing in your life uh, after that time? Were there changes that took place? Um, what's the rest of the story for, uh, for Dr. Jack Mitchell? Well, yes, there were many changes. And the uh, first thing was that uh, I realized that um, the partnership that I was entering into with this other man was probably not going to be a good thing because he did not know the Lord as his Savior. And I had lived in that kind of situation uh, for those number of years, and I knew that wasn't good. And so I actually told him I couldn't continue with the partnership. As a result of that, I had to actually turn over my business to him and uh, because he was we were spending a lot of money, and he was going to be kind of saddled with that if I left the partnership. So I was out of work. And, uh, and we were in a real financial bind at that time. But one thing God did right away is he took away that $9 million lawsuit. Hmm. Um, as soon as I told that man that I was not going to join a partnership with him, I, I got a call from a lawyer. I don't know what happened, but he just told me that the, the lawsuit had been thrown out of court and uh, it was gone. And uh, just thankful to the Lord for doing that. And I didn't know what I was going to do for work. And, uh, and then uh, the school that I had gone to, dental school, Tufts in Boston, they called and offered me a job uh, teaching uh, students how to uh, use portable dental equipment in nursing homes, taking care of the elderly people. And so I did that for uh, about six months. And uh, they had a grant from the government to, to fund that program, but they lost the grant. And, and then... Uh, but they told me I could keep the portable equipment that I was teaching the students with until they needed it again and use it for myself. And so I started working in nursing homes 
uh, as a dentist uh, uh, for a period of time after that. Uh, I think following that, it wasn't too long after that that I met a, a, a missionary family from Africa. And uh, we had been praying, my wife and I now, being this, of the same mind now for the first time in a long time, we were praying that God would allow us to serve him with our lives. And we didn't quite know how to do that. And we met this couple from Africa, uh, missionaries that came back from Africa, and they needed help with their teeth. And uh, I, I treated them in their, in their home with my portable equipment. And uh, he indicated that there was a lot of needs in Africa for dentists, and uh, he invited us to come. And uh, so we, we did that. It turned out to be in 1994. We went for about a month and uh, thought it was a good experience, but we didn't think we'd ever do it again. And, mm. and then another missionary uh, invited us to go to Papua New Guinea in 1996. And uh, that's the first time we saw that we could uh, maybe use, uh, use, the, use the fact that people had to see the dentist to allow them to hear the gospel as they mm. waited. And, uh, and so uh, we both saw that and, and, and felt for sure this is what God wants us to do. And that was the start of really a wonderful ministry that God has given you both. Uh, you both serve together. I know, Jennifer, you travel along with your husband. You assist him um, in, in every part of the ministry, from the, from the dentistry to the sharing of the gospel. And if there's those that are interested in your ministry some more, is there a website that we can direct them to? Or how would they find out more about Grace uh, Dental and Medical Missions? Um, yes, we have a website. It's uh, gdmmissions.org, gracedentalmedicalmissions.org. And uh, so they can look there. We also have a, a, a page on Facebook, a GDM Missions Facebook page. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, that would be great. We'd, we'd love to. We're always looking for more uh, medical, dental people that would have an interest in serving the Lord with their particular skills that they would have. Um, we have ministries all over the world and um, thankful for, for people that have a desire to serve this way. You don't have to join the mission as such. Um, they can come on just a short-term trip, one trip if, if they want. And, uh, but we're always looking for those who want to serve full-time with their life in this way. It's always a blessing. Well, we can give our commitment to you uh, as a church family of our prayer support and uh, our burden to come alongside you and partner with you. And so we're thankful for the privilege, uh, even of, of these trips, to be able to host you a little bit. And we're very appreciative of your friendship to the ministry and really to the people of Harvest over the years. So it's great talking with you here today. Thank, thank you for you. this time. Thank, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we'd like to invite you personally to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church as we begin Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. You can stop at the kiosk, which is in front of our auditorium, if you want to get directions to class. 10.30 a.m., we have our regular morning worship service. Again, we'll be focused on Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 39 this week. If you want more information or to connect with us, go to hbcguam.org hbcguam.org. And thank you again for listening to Harvest Time.